be seated. I'm just a country bumpkin that don't know nothing. I ain't don't know nothing. So you can feel at home because I'm nobody. I'm just a nobody. And uh, I just, I got a burden to reach as many people as I can and tell them about Jesus. Tell them about Jesus. I will give you a disclaimer through this message. I probably will tell a little bit about myself that way that you know who I am. And uh, this may be more of a meet and greet, but I promise to give you the word of the Lord in doing so. So uh, I want to tell you, I want to give honor to your pastor and to the work that he's done here in this city and his labor of love and the call of God upon his life. I give honor to his family, the first lady of this assembly. Uh, God bless you. Thank you for doing the work of the Lord as well and standing behind your husband. And obviously, I think that's your son on the drums. He's doing a wonderful job. Your daughter's singing, uh, doing a great, great job. Uh, all of you, the piano playing, the singing brothers, it, it, it was wonderful, tremendous. Thank you for doing the work of the Lord. And uh, it's, it's such a great honor to be here. And I do not count it, uh, 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 I don't take it lightly, I should say, standing behind this pulpit or any man's pulpit for that matter. But I count it a great honor. And so I, I, uh, I want to be very careful and mindful of the time, but mindful of what I'm saying as well. Also, uh, I want to give honor to this church, every one of you that are outreaching the lost and, and that are helping this helping your pastor and helping the ministry grow here. I salute you and give you honor today. And uh, so thankful. But I want to also say I love my home church in Smithville, Missouri. I love everybody that's there. Uh, it's very hard for me at times. Uh, I, I usually don't go very long without thinking about them and them crossing my mind and uh, where they're at, what they're doing during the day. So I love each and every one of them. I'm thankful for my wife. My son, uh, they are a very great strength to me. My wife is a blessing to me and has been for 16 years. And so I love her dearly. And my son, he is uh, going to be 13, the big one three. So, yeah, here in February. So I love my son. Amen. So, again, I know I don't look like a country guy, but I can show you some pictures of me sitting on a cow and milk a cow every day, other than the days I have somebody come in and help occasionally because it's, it's uh, tiresome. So I do, I work on a farm, so I do country stuff all the time. I may not look like it, but I am country, as country as can get, I guess. Somebody, somebody said country is cornbread, so amen. Well, that's the spill. Uh, but we'll we'll get in. We'll talk. You'll you'll learn more about me, I'm sure, through this message. Uh, but if you'll stand for the reading of the word of the Lord, out of honor to God's word. Amen. Amen. I got a few scriptures, and then I'll I'll probably read some more, and then I'll let you let you be seated. I'm gonna do my best. I like to open reading out of the word of the Lord. That's just me. It's my it's the way I like to do it. So, uh, again, I may be a little bit old-fashioned. John chapter 14 and verse 1. 
John chapter 14 and verse 1. When you get there, say amen. The gospel of John chapter 14 and verse 1. Starts out, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. Where I am, there ye may be also. Let's pray. God, we love you. Thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy and the opportunity to be in your house. God, I ask that you would anoint me, God. Anoint my voice. Anoint my lips of clay, God. I ask that you anoint our ears and our minds and our hearts, oh God. Help us to receive your word, God. Come down and speak with us, Lord. Minister to our spirits in this place. We ask in the name of Jesus. We give you the glory and honor and praise. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated. I am going to go ahead and lay a little bit more foundation, uh, if you don't mind. Uh, but uh, we, uh, uh, I, I just got to get, we'll get the preliminary stuff out of the way and we'll move on. But uh, Matthew 7, uh, chapter 7, and uh, verse 13 says, Enter in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many... Be- Many there be that which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few be there uh, that find it. And then uh, I'm going to swing over to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse 11. Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse 11. It says, And the Lord said unto me, Arise, take thy journey before the people, that they may go in and possess the land which I swear unto them and their fathers to give unto them. And now Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. All thy heart and with all thy soul. Uh, I'm going to do my best to tell you or to preach to you uh, out of a title that uh, I, I will be honest, I've used this title, but I'm, I've uh, changed some of it in here and, uh, but, uh, then from when I originally preached it. But it's titled, I Want to Go There With You. I Want to Go There With You. If uh, you've probably, I imagine the most of us have been to a destination that we have desired, uh, whether it's, we call them vacations. Everybody, for the most part, have, has been on some type of vacation. Where I live, the, the lake's there, Smithville Lake, and it is kind of a destination spot for some people. They'll bring in their campers and they'll stay there at the lake, maybe bring their boat or rent a boat. And they'll, they'll do whatever they, relaxation they want there in that location. For me, I love to go there and camp uh, occasionally, uh, but that's not a great trip. And I'm sure each and every one of us have some memorable mem- memory of a great trip that we have taken in life. And uh, for me, uh, one of 
that one that sticks out in my mind. I was 14 years old, and uh, I was raised, just so you know, disclaimer, I was raised by my mom, single parent. So we did a lot of stuff, a lot of trips with my grandparents. And we went on this trip with uh, my grandparents, and we took off to Yellowstone, went out there. And the beauty that was out there was, was just tremendous and just beautiful. Uh, me and my brother had this problem was we would like, we'd stop and we'd see a creek or something. We would take off. We're, I'm going there. That's where I'm going. It, it was just like, boom, I, you know, we would just take off running down these paths and just disappear. And, and it, it was just a great experience. And that was something that really a destination or a trip that stuck out in my mind. And uh, I loved it. I loved, loved taking that trip. But I've also taken trips that uh, just wasn't real great. And my wife is going to shoot me for saying this, uh, but you'll just have to bear with me a little bit. So on our honeymoon, uh, we got married. We stopped at Paducah. Then we was headed to the Smoky Mountains. We, we uh, took off down to the Smoky Mountains and we went into this motel. I'm thinking, oh, it's, it's a nice motel. This is it looks good on the outside, brother. It's, it's beautiful. This is going to be great. So I, I'm like, okay. You know, I've seen online they have nice, beautiful rooms and jacuzzi and all this stuff. And I'm like, this is it. This is going to be a great place to stay. And uh, I give the individual, uh, I paid him for four nights, went up to the room, and it's a wreck. It is a total disaster, and uh, it, it's just, I mean, it was very, very, very dirty. I can't explain how bad it was, but on top of that, I got this eerie feeling, and just a feeling that I, I, I just can't explain, just a bad, bad feeling, and I'm like, oh, this room's dirty. I just, you know, and then plus, I'm feeling this feeling, so they're like, well, let, let's try a different room, so I go into another room, the same thing, so I go to the front desk, tell them, hey, uh, I, w- I would like to have my money back. This this is not going to work for me. And uh, long story short, they ended up giving me uh, three nights paid back, but she kept that night. And the owner comes out flying out um, very angry, very, very angry that she gave me my money back. And I'm like, well, I, I'm just, I paid you for tonight. I'm moving on. Well, he was extremely angry, and that man chased us through, uh, through the mountains and all over the place. It, it was bad. I'm not. I'm just going to be honest. The, we was scared. I was young. I was 20. I say young. 22. I consider it young. 22, flying up and down these streets in my F-150, and I mean, I was letting. It, I was just letting her have it. I mean, you know, I, I grew up in the country, curvy roads, and I know how to squall tire, tires going around corners, and so I, I know how to do all that, and, it, and I'm flying trying to get away and escape this trauma uh, on our honeymoon, and Lord, Lord, help me, because I have no desire to ever go back there, and I, I promise you, uh, it will be a, it'll be a, only because I love my wife, and she loves that area, it'll be the only reason I go back, but I hope I'm not telling too many stories, but it, it these was destinations that I went on. And uh, we're reading in the Word of God, and it's telling us there is a destination for us. There are two destinations. Most of us know and are aware of, of, destin- of these destinations. And the Bible refers to the one that I will not linger on much, but it refers to it as hell. Revelations 19 and 20, it's a lake of fire. 
Revelations 20 and 1 says it's a bottomless pit. Matthew 25 and 41 said it was prepared for the devil. Matthew 25 and 46, it's a place of everlasting punishment. Matthew 25 and 30 says there will be weeping and outer darkness and gnashing of teeth. This place called hell is a nasty place. It's not for you, it's not for me, but it's intended, its main intent was for Satan himself. Uh, this, this is a bad place, and just like, uh, I, and I don't mean to tie in my trips or my vacations uh, as, a, uh, uh, as equal with heaven or hell, by no means, but uh, just to lay some foundations and try to build a relationship with you. That's all they're there for. But uh, uh, hell is a nasty place. We've all heard about it. We, they've even sang songs. The world has sing, sang songs about hell and highway to hell and so on and so forth. And I won't linger there. But uh, the world has made hell into some place that you can just go and leave. You can go there when you want because you've been bad and get your punishment and walk back out. But this is, the Bible said, an everlasting punishment. This is a place that the soul that sent it, the Word of God says, it shall surely die. It's going to die. It's going to go to this place of darkness and gnashing of teeth and weeping. And, and we know the, the story about the rich man and and begging for a drop of water and, and so on and so forth. This place is a place where you can't escape. But there is a destination, a destination called heaven. This destination called heaven is for those that love the Lord. Those that are called and that, that have a, a desire to go to heaven, to see the Lord. This destination of, called heaven is not a place... Uh, just uh, that, that uh, uh, you know, a figment of your imagination or uh, just some, some place that we'll escape to and uh, some dream, if you will. But uh, this place called heaven is very, very real. As real as hell is, so is heaven. And heaven is a place where you can go and there is going to be peace. Yes, there's going to be peace there in heaven and there's going to be complete opposites of hell. I know what you're thinking. Thinking life sometimes is too tough. You know, why should I fight? And why should I deal with with life? And why should I try to be good? Or why should I try to uh, arrive and make this this place called heaven uh, my destination? You know, when you take a trip, there has to be some planning. And we're Attempting to plan a family trip, my, me and my wife, my wife's family get together and we try to do these family trips. And uh, they're probably listening. If you if you're doing audio, I'm sure somebody's listening. So hello out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, they they plan these family trips, and I love it. I love to go on them. But uh, there has to be some preparation. Who's going to fit the bill? Who's going to pay the, the way there? I don't want to pay it. <laughs> I don't like to pay the bill, but we all like to go, right? And so, 
So we, we, we ask ourselves, you know, where, where are we going to eat? Uh, what really is the destination? What, what, where are we going and what are we going to be doing? And uh, these are questions that we ask ourselves. And, uh, but living for God, we can, we can ask ourselves the same question, questions. What's the destination? What am I going to have to go through? Or what do I need to do to make it to this destination? Amen. Uh, you know, what, 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 what do I have to achieve? And, and you've probably heard sermons along these lines, but this is what I have and this is what I believe God wants for this congregation. Uh, but uh, it, it's very simple. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. But in John 14 and 16, it's, uh, Jesus tells them, hey, I won't leave you comfortless. I, I'm going. I'm going to leave this world. I'm going to prepare a place for you. But I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm not going to leave you alone. In John 14 and 26, he tells them, I'm going to send you the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. Uh, I'm, going, I'm going away. I'm going to make your home. I'm going to make uh, your destination. I'm going to prepare your destination for you. But I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm not going to leave you powerless. Uh, I'm not going to leave you alone, but I'm going to be there with you. I'm going to help you. In Acts 1 and 8, Jesus tells them, uh, but ye shall receive power, power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you're going to be a witness unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And what better plan than this? I'm going to receive power to be not only to, to, to be comforted, but uh, to, to reach out to those that are around me. Because this destination is, is, uh, that, I, that we're heading to, this destination called heaven, is not a place that I want to go alone. Uh, me going down to wherever we're headed for a family vacation, if I went down there and was there alone during Christmas, it would be a boring place. It would not be somewhere I would want to be. But this, this destination, uh, heaven, it, would be, it wouldn't be the same if, if I didn't take somebody with me. Oh, yes, I want to reach out and grab somebody by the hand and say, Hey, have you heard about uh, Jesus? Uh, have you heard about heaven? Uh, how beautiful it is and how great a place it is. I want to know if you want to go there with me. Amen. Amen. Life's tough. Life's hard sometimes. And we lose sight uh, of, our, of our goals sometimes and our destination uh, we got to step back and we need to go to the house of God and be reminded, hey, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand uh, against the wiles of the devil. Listen, uh, the world would like to trick you into believing there really isn't a good destination. Uh, they would like to trick you into to, to, to slipping up or, or making a mistake. But let me tell you, uh, stand. Stand before God. Stand against the wiles of the devil. Uh, stand on what you know is right. Uh, put that whole armor of God. For why? Because I don't wrestle against flesh and blood. This old flesh is going to die one day. It's going to decay. It's going to go back to the ground where it came. Uh, but my soul is going to live forever. And 
And I want to make sure that I, I am a, a building treasure in heaven. And that, that this earth is just a place that I'm traveling through. How many has ever went on a, de- uh, on a destination trip and you had to go through a desert? I have. I, we went to the bad, went, I, I say desert, went through the badlands, and I'm telling you, it might as well be a desert. It's a deserted place. I have a picture with my grandfather standing there, and behind us, you can just see it just looks like desert for, for miles. It's just a deserted area. Uh, this, this life sometimes may seem like a desert area, and that uh, there's no uh, uh, refreshing. Uh, there at times, but let me encourage you, go back, uh, go back to the well, go back to church, uh, find that refreshing, amen, amen, Uh, there there are them days, there are them days where we got to do what 1 Timothy 6 and 12 says, fight the good fight of faith. You have to lay hold on eternal life. You've got to make it up in your mind. I'm going to heaven no matter what. No matter what may come my way. No matter what uh, life may bring me. Uh, I've done what Joshua uh, asked uh, the Israelites in Joshua 24 and 15. If it seem evil unto you uh, to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you shall serve. Whether the gods of your fathers that served were on the other side of the flood of the gods of the Amorites in whose loom whose land ye dwell but as for me and my house we will serve the Lord I have made a decision for me I'm going to do my best each and every day to serve the Lord why because I have a destination in mind I have a destination I'm trying to achieve and make uh, And this destination is called heaven. Let me give you a little bit of insight on heaven. And I promise you, uh, this is not even going to do it justice. But Isaiah 66 and 1, it says that heaven is God's throne. And that should be enough right there. Uh, Just being able to see God and all His beauty. uh, To be able to go and and know that uh, that He's there and, and that that I, I can see him and I can be with him. That should be enough. But let me go on. Revelations 21 and 3. Uh, this is a place where we can also live with God. I'm no longer here on earth uh, living with humanity. But I'm living with a deity. Uh, the one and true living God. Uh, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. Uh, The first and the last. I'm living with him. I have that opportunity in heaven. Revelations 21 and 4 tells us there will be no tears. There will be no mourning. There will be no pain. This is a place that's already sounding great to me. I hope it sounds good to you. Revelations uh, uh, chapter 21 tells us there will be streets of pure gold as transparent glass and walls of jasper and gates of pearl and beauty beyond compare. Uh, this is this is the place that I want to go. This is the destination that I have in mind. But more than that, this is the destination that I want you to go with me. This is the destination that I'm not willing to let you uh, slip by. But every time I see you, brother, every time I see you, sister, every time I see the person walking, 
walking down the road, hey, uh, I want you to go to heaven with me. Uh, I want you to make heaven your destination. Uh, this is place called heaven's going to be great. Uh, this is a place where the lion's going to lay down with the lamb. Uh, there's going to be peace there. Uh, you can go up and you can see Jesus. Uh, and you can believe what you will, but this is my uh, imagination. Uh, I'll be able to go and touch his nail-scarred hands. Uh, I'm going to be able to see his feet uh, and, and the piercings in it. Uh, I'm going to be able to go and touch his side where they've stuck the spear in it. Uh, and no, I don't have some morbid idea of God, uh, but I'm going to tell you I want to see the lamb that was slain for me. Uh, he hung on the cross, uh, and there's nothing more than I want to do but worship him. Uh, I, there's nothing more I want to do but adore him. Uh, he's a wonderful Savior. Uh, he's a wonderful Savior. Any man that would go to a cross uh, and bear my shame uh, and take my sin upon the cross, uh, I've got to worship him. I've got to worship him. Oh, I don't know what, 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 where you're at in your walk with God. But I'm going to tell you, living for God is the best thing that you've ever done. Making your mind up, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to start my journey with Jesus. I remember the, the disciples, Jesus, as he called them, he told them, hey, follow me. Follow me. Come follow me. Uh, and they just laid down what they was doing and followed him. Uh, this destination we're going on, we're going to have to follow Jesus. Uh, we're going to have to listen to our pastor and the man of God as he leads us uh, and heads us in the right direction. Amen. Can't be saved without a preacher. Uh, we got we to hear the word uh, day in and day out. We need that man of God speaking to us uh, and leading us through the word of God. Amen. Amen. Oh, I'm th- I, I, I know what it's like uh, uh, to, to, as a young man, to get your own ideas and, and want to flap your wings and, and go away. But let me tell you, and I remember the day that I, I moved out of, my, out of the house, I, my poor mother, she, she just went about in shock. Uh, if any of you have had kids move out, I'm sure the first day it, it just probably traumatized you. Uh, and shame on me, but I moved my, I was 20-ish and I moved my stuff out, called mom, said, hey, I moved out. My mom just about lost it. I, I mean, I was her oldest son. She loved me. She, she had three of us and my brother's middle child. And my sister's younger than me. But mom just went about crazy. But I never, I never will forget the safety that I felt in mom's house. The protection I felt in mom's house. And, uh, you know, what, what, what she provided for me. I, I remember having to go and buy my own food and buy my own stuff and um, own cleaning supplies. If you've never done it, you're getting ready to wake up to a rude awakening. It, it's, uh, you're getting ready to fork out some money, let me tell you. And the things that mom provided for me. But it's the same way when you come to the house of God, there is protection here. There, there is food, spiritual food provided for you. Amen. And I, I'm not trying to exalt anybody today but, or anything, but I, I'm, I'm trying to encourage you. Stay in the house. 
Stay in the house because you're going to be fed. You're going to be taken care of. You're going to be nurtured. Uh, you, the, the pastor here, uh, uh, he has got your best interest at heart, I promise you. Uh, he is trying to help you with all he can to make heaven your destination. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of times the devil will come to you and try to make you uh, feel bad and make you feel down and uh, try to tear you down. Do you remember what you was and what you used to be and who you was and what you used to do? Uh, but I have a scripture out of the word of God in 1 Corinthians 6 and 11. It says, and such were some of you. And such were some of you. I used to be this or I used to be that. But I am washed. I am washed. Yes, I am washed. Oh, and I'm, I'm not just washed with water. I'm not just washed with somebody else's uh, good intentions, but I am washed in, in the blood of the Lamb. I, am, I have made, been, I've applied the blood of the Lamb to my life through baptism in Jesus' name. And, and, and all my sins are washed away. I am washed. Uh, but ye are sanctified. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our God. Amen. Amen. This is us walking in the right steps, making the right steps. And I've got ahead of myself. Uh, uh, but if I jump back and, and, and tell you that Jesus, uh, he, was, he was telling them in, in Acts 1 and 8 that he was going to send them power. You're going to receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you're going to be a witness. Uh, uh, and you're going, you're going to receive this uh, uh, supernatural power from God. In Romans 6 and 20. It says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. That's why Peter could stand up on the day of Pentecost and say, uh, repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus uh, Christ and receive. Uh, uh, oh, Lord Jesus, repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You, it's a gift of God. It's nothing that we can earn. It's nothing that I can achieve. But it is a gift. It's a gift that God gives each and every one of us that seek Him diligently. Amen. If, you, if you're willing uh, to, to repent, if you're willing to be baptized in the name of Jesus, it's a gift. Uh, I didn't earn it. Uh, there's no goodness that I can do to achieve it. There's no amount of money that I can pay to, to purchase it. But it is a gift of God. Uh, and this gift that God is giving uh, to us uh, will lead us to heaven. Amen. Amen. Uh, but it's not only going to lead us, but this promise of God, this gift that God was, is going to give you is, is a promise to you. It's to your children. It's to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So on this destination called heaven, this place that I want to go with you, uh, uh, I don't want to leave anyone behind. And I'm encouraging you, uh, make sure that you instill this word of God in your ch children. Uh, uh, instill this word of God in those that are surrounding you. Uh, encourage them to come with you uh, to on this journey to heaven.
Amen. Amen. I know it, it, it's, it, this is really elementary for some. I, I understand it may feel like I'm jumping all over the place, but uh, if you apply these scriptures to your life, and uh, the Bible tells us, search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life. I don't want to think, but I want to know. I want to know. Yes, I, I want to know. Uh, it's not enough for me to have an idea that I'm going to make this destination. When we, uh, when you go on a trip, uh, you're going to count the cost. You're going to make sure you got enough fuel money, and you're going to make sure that you got enough for your room, and you're going to not make sure when you've spent half of that, you better make sure you got the other half so you can get back. Amen. Uh, but you're going to make sure that you count the cost and you're going to make sure that you've got enough uh, to, to get to where you're going to and that destination of heaven. Amen. Amen. Uh, yeah, I know. I know what we're thinking sometimes. It's, it's, it's easy for you to preach it, preacher, but when you've got to go out and you've got to work uh, with those that are rough and around the edges and and have to uh to bump shoulders with the world it gets tough at times it does i worked construction for i don't know how many years now uh and i was around some really rough guys really rough uh concrete finishers men that were rough around the edges I know what it's like, and that's why I'm here encouraging you. Don't lose sight of the prize. Don't lose heaven because of those that are around you, pushing on you, telling you, give up, give up. It's too hard. But you go ahead and you, you, you make up your mind. Uh, I, I just like Proverbs uh, 3 and 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Uh, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him. And He shall direct your paths. Just trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. When days are tough and things aren't uh, the way that you want them to, trust in the Lord. When life seems to be too tough, too rough for you, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. There's a scripture that comes to mind. It says, save yourselves from this untoward generation. I want to encourage you, save yourself. Save yourself. Mama can't save you. Daddy can't save you. You got to do it for yourself. You got to buy your own ticket. You got to buy your own way in this thing. You've got to make up your mind, I'm going to live for God no matter what. No matter how tough it may seem. And I don't know why I'm hanging around here, but it, uh, uh, God knows it, 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 there's rough days. There's bad days. There's days that, uh, that, that you just feel like giving up and throwing in the town. I, I, I know. I know. Uh, but you just hang in there. The Bible says a righteous man falls seven times but gets back up. The, the, the fallen don't make the, the man righteous, but the getting back up does. The getting back up and saying, hey, I'm, I'm here to win this thing. I'm reminded of the, the tortoise and the hare. 
uh, the tortoise just flies by and just and it takes a break and flies by and takes a break while the tortoise just keeps slowly one step at a time, one step at a time. So no matter where you are in your relationship uh, uh, and living for God, just do, do what do do. Just take one step at a time, just like the tortoise. Just take one step at a time. Uh, just keep on making that 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 uh, uh, steady progression towards heaven each and every day. No, Jesus uh, gave us a road map, and it is the Word of God. And just like us uh, people that were before iPhones, and you had to sit down with a map and draw it out and write it out and say, here's is where I'm going. Yes, I am that old. may not look like it, but yes, I am. Before I was before iPhones. And uh, you had to sit down and draw it out with a map. This word of God is very similar. It, it is a destination. It is a road, or it's a road map for a destination. And that destination is heaven. That destination is heaven. Amen. Uh, the Bible says in Matthew 11 and 28, Come unto me, all, that, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and low in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. Ye shall find rest for your souls. You know, uh, uh, there's going to be times you're tired. Uh, and I think I said it the other night in church, I think the best, the best thing to change your attitude and outlook on life is to go to bed. <laughs> Go take a nap. <laughs> and then it will change your outlook on it at times. <laughs> uh, I don't, that's not really in the word of God, I don't think. But, but, but uh, uh, just a word of encouragement. Sometimes just taking a nap will help. <laughs> oh, Lord, I'm getting ready to close. I don't know, musicians, however you guys do it. I hope this word has encouraged you. I hope it's uplifted you. I know it's not. It's not. Uh, I told my home church the other night, I told him, I said, you know, you can go to a family dinner and you can pick out who picked up something from the store and who took time and made it by hand. There's a couple ways you can always tell the dish, what they brought it in and how perfect it looks. So this is not an excuse on a message, but uh, at times, you know what? The word of God may not seem well put together, but if we will apply the scriptures to our lives, it will make us beautiful. Amen. It will. Romans 8. I'm ending in this scripture. Romans 8 and verse 38. Romans chapter 8 and verse 38. It says, I'm, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to, re- be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. The only thing that can separate you from the love of God is you. You can separate yourself. You can separate yourself.
But let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, ye may be also. I encourage you. When you're down, 